This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. If it's passed, bounced, or hit, we're talking about it. All Sports Talk is on News Radio WGNS. All Sports Talk on News Radio WGNS is sponsored by Good Neighbor State Farm agents Andy Womack, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home, helping families since 1880. First Bank, serving Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. Parks Auction Company, committed to auction excellence. Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living. Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care. And the Blue Raider Insider Report is sponsored by Mike Kanzel and My Team Insurance. Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Let's get it started in here. We've got your local sports fix. It's all sports talk on News Radio WGNS. And good afternoon, everyone. Welcome into All Sports Talk on this uh, Wednesday afternoon. Make it Thursday. My gosh, the week is getting away from me. Uh, Monty Hale and I have kind of swapped positions this week a little bit, but uh, glad to have you with us. Uh, tomorrow, we will not be on Major League Baseball. Atlanta Braves will get their first taste of playoff action. Uh, I was very interested in the last two games, and really, I am not a fan of either one. I'm a Cincinnati Reds fan, as most will know. But uh, the Dodgers had the, I think, third or fourth best record in baseball and ended up in the uh, wild card spot and uh, had a walk-off homer last night to beat the Cardinals. I'm not, like I say, I'm not a fan of either one, but I, was, I think it's just that they won. And the Red Sox-Yankees, it's kind of the same thing. Red Sox finished ahead of the Yankees and, and won the game as well. So they move on into the playoffs. Right now, the Astros are just punching out. The White Sox, but the, this series is not a one-game series, so there's life for the White Sox after this. Not that they can't come back and win this game, but probably not likely to do so. Um, but uh, anyway, baseball is on uh, tonight on WGNS Radio, a really terrific football game. Oakland will take on CPA at 7 o'clock at Ray Hughes Field. Uh, CPA, the number one team in Division Two AA. Division Two AA is the same division where Lipscomb plays and uh they're number two in the state so should be a terrific ball game chris eeks will be on with me a little bit later he's a football aficionado with tennessee prep weekly and he'll uh, kind of give us a forecast of his as well and chris massaro will join us uh, after the break from middle tennessee the uh, athletic director kind of give his thoughts on what's taking place and what's going on so that's our lineup for today we're going to get uh, that first break in and come back with chris massaro you're listening to all sports talk Hey guys, it's Scott. Make your health a priority with a quick and easy health assessment at Low T Center, where they exclusively specialize in men's wellness, and they are one of the leading men's medical providers in the country. It all starts with an annual wellness exam, where they do a comprehensive health assessment exclusively for us men, making it quick and easy to take care of your health. And now they offer monitored self-inject at-home testosterone treatments, $155 a month, self-pay, or covered by most health insurance. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Family Restaurants. During these hot summer days, nothing tastes better than a cold, refreshing salad. Demas's Restaurants offer a chicken salad that is served within a pineapple with a bed of lettuce beside of it that is crispy with our homemade dressings. It is a treat for those hot days just to be cool and refreshing. We encourage you to come and try Demas's Restaurant at 1115 Northwest Broad Street at Steemus' Restaurants. Parks Auction, we handle everything. 
The auction is a means of drawing people together for a quick, easy sale. I've always been a big fan of auctions. You know, you get instant sale, no contingencies and everything. I've known the guys over there my entire life. Visit our website at parksauction.com to learn more. Hi, I'm there. Do I have a hi now? Call Parks Auction at 896-4600. Stan Vaught and the Parks Auction team are proud supporters of local high school and MTSU sports. With the service you get from State Farm, you might think our car insurance costs more. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let me show you with discounts up to 40%. You may find it even costs less. At State Farm, when home and auto works as a team, you score and save money. I'm State Farm Agent Bud Morris. Give me a call at 615-893-1417 and let's work together to win big by saving money on home and auto. Steady Coral County continues 24 east end from uh, Davidson County through Rutherford County. 840's got some traffic out here as well past Jefferson Pike. Some radar as well. Gatlinburg Light Cellar, home of the world famous cotton candy wine. Log on now. GatlinburgLightCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. It's Commander Chuck, and it's my goal to get you to and from work each weekday around the congestion and all the accidents. Listen for my traffic reports every weekday morning and afternoon here on News Radio WGNS and see real time traffic information at ontimetraffic.net. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSradio.com. Thank you for listening to All Sports Talk on this wonderful Thursday. Chris Pizarro, Athletic Director at Middle Tennessee, joins us. Chris, welcome in. Well, we're still waiting. Dalton, what's the, what's the deal? We're having some issue here. I'll have him on in just a second, and I'll let you All know right. when he's on. Very good. Well, I'll just, I'll just chat a while about uh, what's going on with the Blue Raiders. Of course, a nice win Saturday night against Marshall. Built a nice lead. The, st- the storm came, the rains came, and, and uh, my gosh, at halftime, it just not only rained, it blew, and it got cold. I say cold it, for an October night in, in the rain, it got cold anyway. It, it chased a lot of folks away, but the middle comes out with that win. Two and three, the record the week before at Charlotte, uh, three point loss. You know, a lot of woulda, coulda, shouldas in that one as well. Uh, you go to Liberty this week, we'll take on the, the Flames there. And then the following week, UConn. So some opportunities outside of the conference. Liberty, however, is awfully good. Middle is a 19-point favorite. That's the last time I looked. And uh, But they should be favored over UConn, and then we'll come home for the next home game against Southern Miss, which in uh, in conference, uh, clearly a very winnable game. So looking down the schedule, once they get through this road trip, uh, the, the toughest part of the season is over. Uh a lot of road games, a lot of tough folks. Uh, not that there's not some good ones along the line coming in. Uh, Western Kentucky certainly looms uh, for Middle Tennessee, a game that Middle always needs to win. Hey, but I think this team's got a chance to do some good things. Hey, Tim, I've got uh, I've got Mr. Massaro on the line here for you. All right, uh, Chris, are you there? I am, Tim. How are you? I'm well, I'm well. I was just kind of going through the, uh, the Marshall game on Saturday night a bit, uh, I guess you stayed high and dry, right? I did. One of the beauties of the chain of command, I guess. Hello? Hello? Dalton, can you turn Chris up? I can't I can't hear him well. Well, we're apologize for the technical difficulties. We're trying to get uh, – Christmas Harrow is there. We're just trying to get him through to patch into to where I can hear things. I hear him a little bit, but not much. Can you hear me now, Chip? There you go. You're perfect. Yeah, As yeah I was but, saying, uh, I, man, I was, that was some rainstorm, and uh, I was in, in my box, so uh, I guess sometimes there's a beauty – to the chain of command, but I had to be out there at halftime. We had our Hall of Fame inductees. Wow! So we all got soaked pretty, 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 pretty hard at halftime. But well, the, it was well, a fun the two, night overall. 
Well, the two or three years ago, we had a similar situation with FIU, uh, but the, it was not nearly as cold because I remember staying and I was soaking wet uh, uh, in, in the stadium, but enjoyed watching the, the, the final of that game. Uh, this one came through and not only did it rain hard and blowing, but it was a cold wind for October for sure for those of us dressed not appropriately. Yeah, and you know, FIU, I remember it rained hard for longer, uh, but I think both rains were pretty intense for a while. So, so I, I give our guys a lot of credit because they, they, they played with enthusiasm through a lot of different conditions, and, you know, and that was a big win for us. Uh, a win over FIU and uh, a win over Marshall. Yes, a win over Marshall is always big. Maybe we call these guys the Ducks. Uh, I think Oregon's already got that name in place, however. Uh, yeah. This team, this, this football team, though, Chris, I think still has a chance for a good season. They're two and three, uh, heavy on the front end with road games and heavy on the front end with a, a couple really tough out-of-conference teams in uh, Virginia Tech and Liberty, the ones coming up on Saturday. Well, yeah, and you look, and, and I, I mean, a lot of people pick Charlotte and Marshall to win the East and San Antonio and UAB to win the West were like the consensus picks, and we ended up playing three of those first four right out of the gate. So we'd love to be 2-1 and one or 3-0 oh out of that, but we had to get the Marshall game, I mean, just uh, yeah. for a lot of different reasons. And, and so uh, – we felt like I know the football staff and the players and that that's a good football team. And so they were eager to go out there and prove it. And, you know, we had 13 guys out with COVID for San Antonio and Charlotte. So Marshall, you kind of kind of see some of our team that we thought that would be out there kind of whole again. So, so hopefully, you know, we've got injuries and, those kind of things as we work through the season, but but hopefully uh, our our team will stay intact. Chris, as you well know, probably more than others, our, our fans are hungry for a, a, a winning season, and uh, hopefully that's going to come up. Uh, as I say, I think they got a chance to do that. Let's let's not only talk about football, however. Let's just kind of give you a chance to give us an overall picture of Middle Tennessee athletics as we stand right now. Yeah, I mean, I. I, I I like where we are, uh, the, the, you know, I, I mean, I just had a chance to kind of dip into the, the two basketball practices and, and, uh, I, I know that Nick McDevitt really likes this team and this team's had a chance to bond and be together and kind of work through some of the shortcomings that, that they had a year ago. And so I think there's a lot of optimism around that program that, this year is going to be significantly better than it's been the last couple of years. And, and honestly, we all feel like that, that there's no way to go but up. And so uh, I, I'm eager to see those guys play. And then kind of the women just keep chugging along. I, I mean, I, I'm really pleased with what I see out there with, with Coach Ensel. And, you know, he's always going to form a, a championship-type team himself. And, and some of his newcomers are very impressive. Uh, obviously, we don't have the Hayes sisters, so we lose a lot of our offensive production. But I think that he's recruited to that and made up for that, and, and you'll see more of a balanced offensive and defensive attack from, from our women. And so uh, so we'll be right in there uh, plugging away for a title uh, on the women's side as well. So. So I'm excited about those sports. We just are hoping people buy season tickets for those. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. That, that uh, I think they'll enjoy both teams. I, I really do. And so I think they'll be well worth our fans' investment to come on out to the Murphy Center and see college basketball since we were so limited in what we could do fan-wise a year ago. Coach Insel was on with us yesterday. And uh, to lose a second-leading okay. scorer in the country plus another starter – uh, to be so op- or two more starters, I should say, uh, to be so optimistic, but he very much is. And for sure, Nick McDevitt had a, has had a bumpy ride in his now in his fourth year for a lot of reasons. And uh, I think anyone that knows Nick uh, pulls for him, wants the best for him, and so forth. But I think it's pretty clear that uh, he, you know some some good results need to come this season. We're a deep team. He knows what he's doing. Uh, so so 
you know, I, I just uh, I, I'm I'm really happy for them. I, I think that uh, it's important for us to get off to a good start and build some confidence and yep. and those kind of things and, and and to have some good things happen to them early. And I think if and when that does, Tim, you're going to see a, a a really different output. Uh, these guys are uh, they're together more than than I've seen in a few years and. And we've got more length, and and he's got a lot of interchangeable parts. So uh, it's going to be a fun team to watch. You know, they had a little bit of a setback, obviously a big setback for him. I mean, we lost Jalen Jordan to an ACL, who was our best guard from a year ago. But the the good news was is it was early enough that they could adjust their offensive schemes and those kind of things. And and that's a, a position that we had a good bit of depth in. So uh, I'm I'm really excited. I, I can't wait to see what they produce. That injury, I think, uh, Chris is kind of part and parcel to what Coach McDevitt dealt with. He's had some strange things happen and some unfortunate things happen injury-wise, in particular, uh, that case. But uh, l- let's go ahead and move to the broad scope and, and the the big picture. That uh, I, I guess about a month ago, when Texas and Oklahoma made their plan to go to the SEC, it began to blow things back up again and talk about conference realignment and what's going to happen with the power fives and what's going to happen with the schools like middle Tennessee when the dust all settles, where do you see where middle will be? Well, I'm hoping we'll have an improved situation that, that, uh, and I don't know where that's, how that's exactly going to occur. Uh, Tim, there's a lot going on. Obviously the American lost those three schools, which were three really marquee schools. So they're looking to backfill th- those schools. So they'll, they'll, I think, probably backfill with at least two. And so uh, where they pick those two is open for a lot of conjecture. Uh, so so whether they come from Conference USA or the Sun Belt or an independent, uh, I, I don't know. But I, I do know it will probably impact our league a little bit. But I think through it all, Tim, I would like just to see us, this is an opportunity to have more regionalization to whom we play and and those kind of things. And, you know, it's kind of interesting. A couple of weeks ago, Marshall and and App State were playing on a Thursday night, and we were playing Charlotte on a Friday night. And I was, like, thinking, isn't it great that our game with Charlotte's a, a league game? And, really that Marshall App State should be a league game and wouldn't it be great if we we're all in the same league together you know if there's some way to, 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 to make that happen and and uh, to have those kind of regional matchups uh, and if we can take some of the labels off of what conferences we are and kind of reorganize ourselves regionally I, I think that makes a lot of sense I've been a proponent of that for a couple of years and and I think it'd be a lot of fun. I think our fans would identify more with it, uh, you know, and, and those kind of things. So there's some opportunities that exist uh, from east of the Mississippi to west of the Mississippi to regionalize ourselves. And uh, you've got three leagues right now that are our, are kind of in, in flux that are wondering about the future with the American and, and Conference USA and the Sun Belt and, it sure would be nice if we'd get together and say, hey, let's just draw a map and realign ourselves in a geographically smart way. And uh, I think that there's there's opportunities there for that. I, I, I don't know if it'll happen on this go-around, but I do think that's going to be the wave. That's, there's a lot more chatter about that than I've ever experienced uh, is- in my career as AD, so... So that gives me a lot of hope. Kind of like building a house or a building of some sort. You have a main building, then you add on to it, you add on to it again, you add on to it again, and, and now it becomes a, a kind of a mess. All And that's kind of where we are conference-wise. When you got teams in uh, Conference USA all the way from the Atlantic Ocean to New Mexico, practically, El Paso, uh, and then you got Sun Belt with the same kind of situation, it, there's part of that just doesn't make any sense, for sure. Well, and I mean – SMU flies its volleyball team to Temple, and and Old Dominion flies its uh, uh, basketball team to El Paso, and and 
uh, Rice flies its, uh, you know, soccer team to, to, to Middle Tennessee. I, I mean, there's just more regional rivalries that you could develop. That So we're flying all over each other uh, to, to play each other in, in, in some ways that doesn't make much sense. So it's easier said than done to try to get everybody together because there's a lot of TV contracts, legal issues, reserve accounts, uh, you know, all of that. So, so uh, then institutional egos get involved. So you have to strip a lot of those details away, and, and, and that can be a little bit of a cumbersome process. But uh, I, I think that there's, like I said, there's more chatter about that kind of activity and, and, and making ourselves a little bit more efficient than we've been and so that gives me optimism tim chris i'll let you uh, close things out with uh, just kind of a pitch to the fans about how important it is to have fan support not only uh, with people in the seats but also financially to make our school as attractive as it can be you know we're really lucky at middle tennessee because we've got the best fans out there and, and i appreciate the support and we were going to have a really great crowd on saturday night and it started off to be a good crowd. I think the forecast kept some people away. And uh, uh, But I, I think those that came really had a good time and saw an exciting product, and, and I hope we delivered there. And, and so it's just important. It means so much to our student-athletes, particularly coming off the COVID year, and, and to come here and have some fun and, and, and see us win and watch our games and those kind of things. So it, it just means the world to us. Uh, it means the world to us as we try to navigate whatever future realignments there are, because that's one of the measurements. Uh, it just makes yourself a better department. It helps your recruiting. It helps every facet. So if you're debating about coming to a game, please, I hope you can end that debate and just come. And, and I know you'll have fun. We've got college football right here in Murfreesboro, great basketball right here in Murfreesboro. You don't have to travel outside of Rutherford County to, to get unbelievable collegiate experience. So come on and watch us play and, and bring your family and friends, and I know you'll be entertained. Well said. Chris Massaro, Athletic Director at Middle Tennessee. Appreciate the visit always. Thanks, Tim. Have a good night. Thanks so much All right, for having I'll me on. I'll do that for sure. Uh, Chris Massaro, thanks so much. We're going to get some more Blue Raider news from Chip Walters right after this break on the Blue Raider Inside Report. You're listening to All Sports Talk. Folks, I hope you're listening every Sunday night at 8 o'clock to the Edwin Lee Raymer Show. We'll talk about some local politics, national politics, all types of topics, all types of guests. That's 8 o'clock Sunday night, Edwin Lee Raymer Show. Talk to you then. Good afternoon. Still heavy traffic on 24 East coming in from Davidson County through Rutherford County. Watch your speed out here up and down sections of 840. Oktoberfest at Obert Gatlinburg going on now through October 31st. Log on to ObertGatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. If you're not waking up to the Wake Up Crew, here's what you've been missing. But it's not like falling off Mount Everest or something. Ah! <laughs> Don't miss the Wake Up Crew with John, Brian, and Dalton. <laughs> the guy's still falling. <laughs> Weekday mornings from 6 until Swap and Shop. Hello, friends. Thanks for listening in. This is Lenny Farmer here for Jennings and Ayers Funeral Home. Wow, cremation seems to be the talk of the day, and you probably have a question or two about whether that should be your final choice, because so many questions surround this method of finality to life. Let me set your mind at ease by answering your plaguing questions. You can reach me at 615-893-2422 to set up a time for a no-pressure question and answer period to help determine what is best for you. Jennings and Ayers. In Rutherford County, you know how much it means to have neighbors you can count on. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel, here to help life go right when you combine home and auto insurance. Call me today at 615-890-0850 and let me save you money and time. Your home, your auto, together they're where life happens. I'm State Farm Agent Andy Wommel. It's smart to protect them together to help life go right. Give me a call at 615-890-0850 and let me help you save by combining 
finding your home and auto. It's time. Show your true blue. Blue Raiders. It's time for the Blue Raider Insider Report with Chip Walters. Sponsored by Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance. Steve Rucker and RAI Advisors. And Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance. Go Blue Raiders. Are you paying hundreds of dollars too much for your home and auto insurance? Let the team at My Team Insurance help. A true independent insurance agency that represents you in protecting your home, your cars, your business, your life, and your health. Call My Team Insurance today, 895-4201. That's 895-4201. Proud to be sponsoring the Blue Raiders and proud to say, let's go Blue. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Middle Tennessee getting set to take on Liberty. The Flames come in with a record of 4-1. and one. They uh, defeated UAB last weekend by a score of 36-12, to 12, and they scored 33 points in the second half against the Blazers, who we all know as being a pretty good defensive football team. Who to look for on offense? Well, Malik Willis has been, uh, has been the star for Liberty. He is a transfer from Auburn who actually uh, began his career as a commitment to Virginia Tech but never went there, signed with Auburn, played there, now has transferred out and uh, is at Liberty playing for Hugh Freeze. And so far this year he has accounted – for 68% of Liberty's offense, a total of 1,500 yards already, and we're just getting close to the halfway mark. And uh, he has also accounted for 17 total touchdowns, 11 through the air, and six on the ground. Defensively, Liberty's defense is outstanding. They're number six in total defense this year, averaging only giving up 266 yards per game, and they're number nine in scoring defense, giving up only 14.6 points per game. So it's going to be a tough challenge for Middle Tennessee to take on Liberty at Williams Stadium. It is homecoming for Liberty, and they have won 13 straight in their home stadium. All right, let's take a look at soccer. Middle Tennessee continues its two-game road stretch on Friday as the Blue Raiders travel to the Tar Heel State to face the Charlotte 49ers for a 6 o'clock Central Time matchup at Transamerica Field. Peyton DePriest leads Conference USA in goals scored with eight and total points with 19 through 12 games this year. DePriest also leads the conference in shots, shots on goal, goals per game, points per game, shots per game, and shots on goal per game. Nationally, DePriest currently leads all Division I active career leader in goals scored at the D1 level with 54 career goals over her five-year career. All right, let's go to volleyball. The Blue Raiders return home to play two matches with FIU on Friday and Saturday after splitting their weekend series with Marshall uh, 3-2 and 3-1. Taylor Isert looks to become the fastest Blue Raider to the 1,000 career assist milestone this weekend as she sits only 16 assists away at 984. Men's tennis continues to play out in the ITA All-American Championships, and there is information on GoBlueRaiders.com, as that is a huge tournament, and uh, that is your source for information on the Blue Raiders who are playing in that event and doing quite well. All right, let's turn to uh, softball. Middle Tennessee continues their fall schedule with three home contests beginning on Thursday, and that is today, for a 5 o'clock matchup against Sneed State Community College of Alabama. The Blue Raiders close the week hosting Trevecca on Saturday and Tennessee Tech on Sunday with first pitch slated for 2 o'clock on both weekend contests. At the uh, All will take place at the Blue Raider softball field. The Blue Raiders are 1-3 in, 
won through two games during the fall season. They opened with a 17-0 shutout win against Vol State. The Blue Raiders are featuring a lot of new faces and have played 13 starters through their first two games. All right, that's it for Thursday. We'll give you a game preview for tomorrow's report. Whether you need general vehicle upkeep and maintenance or a complete vehicle overhaul, Hall's Auto Care is here for you. We're locally owned and operated by Greg Hall and have been in business since 2014. You'll get excellent service and trustworthy advice with Hall's Auto Care. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. We're ready to help get you safely on the road. Hall's Auto Care, 907 Ridgely Road, just off Broad Street behind Chili's. Online at hallsautocare.net. Hall's Auto Care. Hi, I'm Chip Walters with Exit Realty Bob Lamb and Associates. You might know me as the voice of the Blue Raiders, but I want you to know me as your realtor. Whether you're buying or selling, it's time to choose Chip. Do you have a growing family? Are you thinking about downsizing? Are you relocating to Middle Tennessee? Well, it's time to choose Chip. Go to my website, choosechip.net. There you'll find a dynamic home search engine plus a ton of other features that'll help you during your search. If you're looking for a realtor that's professional and has your best interest at heart, it's time to choose Chip. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS, FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Are you looking for a way to increase your blood circulation, muscle recovery, muscle stiffness, reduce stress and fatigue, and the boot burn up to 600 calories per hour? You can do that with Murfreesboro Hot Yoga. And I understand. Just turn up the heat in the room, right, and close the doors, and I can have hot yoga at my house. No, that's not the way it works. They have infrared heat, which heats you from the inside out and takes yoga to a new level. Locally owned and locally operated. 615-278-6111, Murfreesboro Hot Yoga. Murfreesboro Hot Yoga at gmail.com if you want some more information. Give that sh- give that a try and see if you can get some good results out of that. Hope so that be the case. Chris Massaro, excuse me, Chris Massaro was up first. Chris Eakes now joins me. I've got Chris's on my mind. Chris, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Tim. How are we doing today? Feeling better? You know, a little bit. Yeah, we've, we actually have our my, my team at work. We have our team outing this afternoon, so just leaving Top Golf downtown. And, uh, yeah, I am feeling better. It's been a good afternoon. Good. Chris, uh, my partner on Tennessee Prep Weekly throughout the football season and uh, – Chris has taken a hobby, I guess, and turned it into a, a budding career, I guess, Chris. But uh, to tell me uh, again, how is it that someone gets so wrapped up in, in Tennessee high school football? Well, you know, as, 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 as you know, Tim, my brother um, uh, was much younger than me. And, and so uh, I was already married, actually, by the time he was in high school football. And so I, I really did enjoy high school football when I played. And then I went to uh, I went to UT for a year, and, and a lot of the guys I played with were up there. And on Friday nights, you would think they'd be out partying, doing what they do. But we would go around all of East Tennessee to these amazing places and watch high school football on Friday nights, uh, South Pittsburgh's and the, and, and the Greenbacks and the Lenore Cities. And so I got to learn kind of this geographic piece of this thing. And then um, I came back and went to MTSU for a while and obviously worked with GNS and Jeff and Brian and, and all those guys out there, and of course you, you had a great big deal to do with that, and would cover the, the 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 game that wasn't the game of the night. So back then it was Riverdale and Oakland, and so I would go to the other game, and so I ended up actually calling games over my phone, my cell phone on the radio back in the day, and I don't know, it was just one thing after another. It snowballed into uh, to what's been uh, 26 years, I think, of, of covering high school football in Tennessee, and. Um, it's it's been a lot of fun. I've been very blessed, and I'm thankful for for the opportunities that I've gotten to this point. Chris, there's there's nine classifications, and uh, we're, I want to get to Rutherford County here in just a bit. But uh, just kind of overall, uh, give fans a an outlook on the the most likely to win Blue, Blue Cross Bowls in Chattanooga this year for the first time, and where the best races in those classifications may be. Yeah, you know, I think um, the, the the best some of the best classifications. First of all, first of all, five A is pretty open, right? I think. Uh, there are four or five teams that can win it there. Typically in 5A, you'll see 
10 to 12 teams, actually, that can win it. But there's a lot of teams that had to move up or move down this last year. And so that number is kind of it's smaller. But there's still a good group of teams. Like, if you look at 6A, you're pretty sure Oakland's going to win it, right? I mean, no matter the outcome of CPA this week, you know, you're pretty sure they are. In 3A, you pretty much know Alcoa is going to win it. In 1A, you'd be stunned if, if Peabody didn't, didn't, didn't win it there. So, you know, those are, those are some of those classifications. Macaulay in Division II AAA, uh, for example. Um, and so there, there are those that are set, but I would say 5A is one of those. 4A, it looks pretty much like Greenville at this point and everybody else. There's, like, there's a pretty big gap there. Um, and then in 2A, I think there's some opportunities there. You know, I think there's some, some, some good football teams in 2A. Uh, that that might end up being uh, you know uh, some real challenges Westview and, and some others. So I, I really do feel like that uh, uh, those are pretty open. I think Division Two uh, Single A is pretty much USJ uh, at this point. We'll see if, if anybody if DCA can kind of compete with them. And then Division Two AA is my favorite. It's CPA and FR excuse me CPA and uh, Lipscomb Academy. And both of those two teams are just they're just built to beat up on each other. And I think. Uh, when they, they play in the next week or two, it's going to be a fantastic game, and then they'll they'll most likely play again in the playoffs to decide the state champion. Chris, let's take it local. Uh, we'll come back to Oakland in just a bit, but let's talk Riverdale first of all. Uh, the Warriors, uh, with their best season in, in, in a good while, defensively they're really good, a good quarterback, uh, and we'll take on Oakland here in a bit. Uh, they're going to finish second or first in that uh, region, which is going to be a special thing for them. Yeah, no, look, I, I talked to our, our producer for our show, Jacob Underwood, earlier in the year. And, you know, Jacob knows a lot of coaches across the mid-state, and he told me before that first game, which my son plays for Franklin, so I got to go see uh, Riverdale that first week of the season out at Riverdale. And he said, Chris, I'm telling you, uh, Riverdale may, may end up being the second-best team in the state and only having two losses because of the, of the uh, prevalency of, of Oakland. But he said Riverdale is really, really good. So, my expectations going to see them that first week was really high, and quite frankly, they beat my expectations. They're very athletic. They're, defensively, they're very, very good. Um, uh, offensively, with with with, with Kelly's son, I mean, I, those guys those guys have been able to move the ball and and against a lot of really good teams. And um, you know, if 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 Oakland wasn't where they were this year, maybe that that's a team we'd be talking about. Quite frankly to win the state championship. You look on the western side of 6A, who's that going to be? Is it Collierville? I mean, they played really well. They've beaten Germantown. They've beaten Whitehaven, maybe. Is it is it Summit with the Wade Twins? Um, that, that's, a, that's a great question. But at the end of the day, I do think Summit and, and, and Oakland probably play in the state championship game. But, um, you know, it, Riverdale is so good. And, and they these guys, you know, I don't know if they'll ever host a gold or silver ball in, in, in the air, but this is one of their better teams in a long time. It reminds me of me covering them back in the mid-'90s, and um, I'm, I'm, I'm very impressed with how, how good a football team Riverdale has this year. I know Riverdale fans don't want to hear this Oakland, Oakland, Oakland all the time, and they'll get a chance to get that done here in a week or two on the field, and that should be a terrific football game to be sure. As you mentioned, in 6A, Probably the best three teams in my mind, maybe yours, uh, Maryville, Riverdale, and Oakland, all on the eastern side. It's kind of unfortunate that those teams don't get the chance to play in that uh, championship game, all three of them. Yeah, to me, if, if I had my top my top four, I'd have uh, Maryville, excuse me, Oakland, Riverdale, Summit, and then Maryville fourth. Uh, I think Summit is really good, but you're right, three of the four best are on the eastern side this year. And, you know, year in, year out, man, that thing flips back and forth, as we all know, based on – kids and who's in school and all that sort of thing. But, um, I, you know, I, I don't – and I don't know. Maybe Riverdale pulls off some sort of, of great win in the playoffs and, and, and goes on. I, I don't know that anybody outside of potentially Summit with those with the two twins could beat Oakland. But I, I think – and, Tim, you and I both talked to Jesse Smithy a few weeks ago, who's uh, the former Knoxville News Sentinel editor, now at Five Star Press. And you asked him specifically about that game that Oakland had with, with CPA, and you said, hey, does that make people feel more confident up there like Maryville? And Jesse said this quote, no. CPA, or excuse me, uh, uh, Lipscomb against Lipscomb, the game against Lipscomb. No, Lipscomb's got more talent than just about anybody. And so I, I wonder how close that Lipscomb game is, or that they played. Is that the best team they see all year? And if so, they've already beaten them. So I, I think that speaks a lot to, to, to who and how good that team is. Rick Rice at uh, Rockville, a good story there. Three, third year of playing, and uh, 
having a ter- terrific season and, and beating some some folks that uh, two years ago no one would have thought could happen. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that, Tim. And, you know, being um, uh, good friends with Coach David Martin, who took over uh, Stewart's Creek when, when they became a school, I know how hard that build is, even there. And, and, and Rutherford County, if you, you, you take this inside baseball however you want to, but, um, you know, historically a lot of those national private schools have gone in there and been able to get Rutherford County kids to come out and, and be a part of those, those very successful teams uh, in, in Division II, AAA it, it particularly. Um, and so I know that's not an easy job, and you look at what Rockville's done this year, uh, you've got to be incredibly impressed with, with what they've been able to accomplish. And, and I just think that speaks volumes, A, to the quality of football in Rutherford County, and then B, also to, to, the, to the future of that school. Let's talk about the dogs of Smyrna, who are on the opposite side of the bracket from Oakland, Riverdale, Maryville, and all that kind of thing. Uh, they lost to Cane Ridge last week. I thought they might get a, get a shot to win that region. Apparently that's not going to happen, but they certainly could finish second. Uh, how good do you think Smyrna is and how far can they go? Well, luckily, Tim, I've been able to see those guys in person. I got to see them in a scrimmage in the preseason against my son's team. I was very impressed. Um, uh, they, they had a, a, an end that was a that, that was a. I mean, a, a, he's. I think he's committed to Eastern Kentucky, but a really impressive guy. I, I like their whole team. I like the way they swarmed to the football. Um, I think Smyrna is a very good football team, and I think with the West being, and I don't mean this ugly. I'm going to get all tons of emails this week from the Williamson County folks. But I think with the West being less than the East, quite frankly, this year, um, Smyrna's got a surprise shot, in my opinion. I know they lost to Cane Ridge, but they've got the horses to win the ball game against really kind of anybody they play going forward. And so uh, I, just because they lost to Cane Ridge, I don't count them out. I put them in the category of uh, keep an eye on these guys because they can make a deep run in the playoffs. You mentioned Williamson County, Chris, and, and of course, Rutherford County has expanded and expanded. And there'll be another new high school, I would think, in two or three years. What's the secret sauce that uh, Williamson County has more and more schools, Rutherford County has more and more schools, that those teams continue to, uh, counties I should say, continue to put up terrific football teams? Well, I think the, the, just the, the, there's two things. First of all, you can't buy a house in Williamson County. And in Rutherford County, you can buy a house, but it's going to cost you a million dollars because so many people are moving in. And I think that has a lot to do with it. But I also think there's, it feels like there's a little bit of consolidation and talent in both places. <laughs> to where certain schools are getting uh, really good football players, certain schools are getting baseball players, so forth and so on. And there's ways that you can, you can I won't say manipulate, but there's certain ways that can happen. And I think beyond all of that, if you look at the, what I have seen with things like MPA and other organizations that, that, that sit around to do nothing but train these kids for camps and potentially college stuff, there's a lot of kids from Rutherford County in those. There's a lot of kids from Williamson County. In more than any other counties around, and I think that specialization is showing up on the football field. Chris, I mentioned on yesterday's show, talking with Matthew Gillespie, the only good thing about COVID in my mind that's come up as far as football is concerned is the fact that some of these schools that typically wouldn't play each other uh, find themselves needing games, and uh, when two teams like CPA and Oakland need a game they and they want to play, they end up playing each other. And we've seen that happen last year a good bit, and, and of course the Lipscomb game, and now CPA and Oakland come come across because of uh, some COVID uh, cancellations. Well, look, I'm, I'm going to use a dirty word for people in Tennessee, and that's called the Z plan, which took place a few years back, and, <laughs> and that really that that really kept you know good teams from playing each other because of the way that was balanced out. There was some really kind of neat philosophy and things like that with the Z plan, but at the end of the day, it kept us from having these games. Um, and I'm with you, Tim. I think you know, look. You lose an out-of-region game, nobody cares. It doesn't mean anything. What it does mean is you get better at football if you're a good football team playing another good football team. Both teams get better, and, and I expect that to happen this week. You know, I, I don't see – CPA has, has, has a really good football team. They're, I think they're even more physical than Lipscomb, but I don't think they have the, the, uh, the speed that Lipscomb has, and I think that will show up this week. I, I really do like Oakland in that ball game. Um, but, you know, they're going to come after it. It's not going to be some, some – it shouldn't be an easy game. And if Oakland takes care of business and, 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 and is really able to, to be physical at the point of attack at the line of scrimmage on both sides, they should win that one. I thought something very interesting happened when Lipscomb Academy lost to Oakland. They dropped from number one in the state to number two in, in spite of a very close loss to Oakland, which seemed to me to be a, a little odd, even though they'd have a loss. But uh, CPA is right there with them. 
they'll they'll clash here in a couple of weeks as well, and probably in the playoffs. At the, probably maybe at the end of it. But uh, you mentioned uh, Oakland winning this football game, uh, but uh, Lipscomb and CPA both just bring all the best things to college. Uh, excuse me, high school football on the field. Yeah, they do. Um, and, and they've got a lot of kids from, from my son's Franklin team that, that played middle school with them. So I've seen a lot of those kids, the Spillman brothers, for example, for a long time. A number of the kids at CPA I actually coached uh, in baseball and, 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 and travel ball and all those things. I know a lot of those kids uh, and coaches and everything out that way because um, they're all so close to me. And, and they really are talented. They're a bunch of good, for the most part, good kids. And, uh, and so they do bring the best uh, out in high school football. Um, they're 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 kind of opposite in the way they attack things. Not that, that Lipscomb doesn't spread it out and run it, but Lipscomb's ability to be be physical at the, at the, the back position, uh, or excuse me, uh, CPA's ability to be, be good at the physical at the back position, and Lipscomb's ability to, to and with a quarterback that's been a Lipscomb kid for forever and ever and ever. I mean, it's not a, a transfer or anything like that. That's come in and, and really been impressive early on uh, with the athletes he has around him. They're, they're different, and they really should give each other a really good football game like we saw in the state championship a year ago. I do expect both of those teams to see each other twice. Chris, you led me into the final question we're going to have, and we've got a couple of minutes to talk about this. Uh, Tennessee se- seems to be developing more and more and more uh, athletes that are getting into those uh, power schools or the ability to, to, to play at the Alabamas, the Tennessees of the world. Uh, am I right in that uh, assessment, first of all, and second, uh, why – how could you make that happen? Well, I think you're you're absolutely right. I, you know, and it's weird because you look at uh, you know Alabama's next quarterbacks coming from Martin Westview. It's not like it's all concentrated just in one place. Uh, but the mid state's been very effective in that. I think a lot of credit goes to guys like Chris Smith and Buck Fitzgerald and those guys that that have, that have created these places for these kids to go on a night in night out basis. Now, there's a catch twenty two with that, right? You know, these kids become more and more specialized. They're less likely to play baseball or basketball or what have you. Uh, but on the back end of that, these guys have, have become really good. I mean, you look at uh, the kids that they put into the pros. I mean, the number one cornerback in the league is Jalen Ramsey, and guess what he went through? He went through NBA. Um, you know, and, so the, and there's guys all across the league like that. So I think there's something to that. I think there's something to population explosion and growth. Um, and, and I just think that over time – uh, and I think there's an improvement in high school coaching, too, to be quite frank with you. Um, so I think all three of those are factors. Um, and, uh, you know, these kids are ready to go to the NFL in some cases, it feels like, when they come out of, when they come out of high school. But, you know, we've got a lot of four and five stars here, and, the, and those, those kids deserve a lot of credit. Not only in football, Chris, but with baseball playoffs going on, I just jotted down the name Sonny Gray, David Price, Mookie Betts. Uh, big leaguers that everybody in the country knows came right, right here in mid state, two of those from Rutherford County. No, it, it's, it's all over. Look, if anybody wants to ask me what our number one sport air here is for putting out athletes in, in professional ball, it's baseball. Quite frankly, it's baseball. And we put out some of the best in the world. And I played in those travel tournaments around here, Tim, and I'm telling you, man, it is a <laughs> whole other world in those baseball tournaments, buddy. Chris, I appreciate it very much. Chris Eats from Tennessee Prep Weekly. We'll talk again soon. Thank you, bud. All right. Uh, Thank you, Chris. Uh, We'll come back and close things up on All Sports Talk right after this. Once a fear weather strikes, we break in. Tornado warning for central Rutherford County. Our own meteorologist giving you a complete Rutherford County forecast. So you should be in shelter already. In- there is no safer place in the storm. News Radio WGNS. Good afternoon, still heavy traffic on 24 East coming in from Davidson County through Rutherford County. Watch your speed out here up and down sections of 840. Oktoberfest at Holbrook Gatlinburg going on now through October 31st. Log on to HolbrookGatlinburg.com. I'm Commander Chuck, you're on time traffic. We do it your way at Pizza. Your favorites can now be ordered online at SirPizzaTN.com. Carryout and delivery are available. Just go to SirPizzaTN.com and tap the location closest to you. 
At Creekside Assisted Living of Murfreesboro, we provide excellence in service while maintaining the dignity of our residents in a home-like atmosphere. Come see our new community, which includes bistros, salons, a library, and spacious activity areas. A kind, friendly, and well-trained staff can help residents with the daily activities of life. Locally owned by Blue Raider alumni Tim Keach and Ken Ayer, find out more about Creekside Assisted Living, 895-3002, or online at www.creeksideassistedliving.com. All sports talk on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. This portion of All Sports Talk brought to you by First Bank. First, in every facet of make your banking needs, first in customer service, smiles aplenty. First in Rutherford County, first in Tennessee, First Bank where we do our banking with all sports talk. I encourage you to give them a shot at anything that you might need along the way. Thanks to Chris Massaro, uh, found his interesting remarks. I'd, I sure love to see the consideration of getting these conferences more regionalized. It just it doesn't make any sense. I know when we left the Sunbelt Conference to Conference USA, most had the opinion, and I was one of those, that, uh, that we were moving to a better conference. Well, I don't know. There's a great deal of conference, excuse me, difference between Conference USA and Sunbelt right now. Some good teams and some some not so good teams in, in both those conferences. Uh, they, they certainly Sunbelt certainly can beat Conference USA, and that happens all the time. But for both those conferences to be stretched from one end of the country practically to the other just doesn't make any sense at all. And then you throw in the Mountain West and uh, and the American Conference. Hopefully, some some heads will get together. But that's going to be a difficult uh, thing to happen for sure. But uh, he mentioned that I think he's right. We need to do everything we can as fans, if that, if that's our interest, to understand we have a part in that as well, to make uh, our school and uh, our athletic programs so attractive. And Chris Eakes with uh, the high school report from Tennessee Prep Weekly mentioned that he thought uh, Oakland would win again tonight, and I, I don't think there's many people that would bet against that, but it should be a terrific football game. You'll hear it right here on WGNS Radio. Hope that you'll make it out to Ray Hughes Stadium for the game if you can beautiful night for football or listen to it here uh, tomorrow Braves baseball will be on the air I think third I think it's 337 first pitch don't don't quote me on that but it's I do know it comes through the time of slot of all sports talk so we won't be on baseball all over the, the tube tonight and tomorrow and the next day uh, maybe get a chance to watch some of that and then on Saturday afternoon one o'clock airtime 230 kickoff Middle Tennessee will take on Liberty University of the Flames and um Chris Massaro was very candid about how good that football team is. And so we'll, we'll just see if middle can come out and spoil a 19 point situation uh, and, and get their record at three and three. It's going to be tough, but uh, I know I've seen middle go to Missouri and win. I've seen middle go to Syracuse and win. So Georgia tech uh, was a game uh, several years back. I think not only did middle win one by a lopsided margin. So Benny Cunningham, what a game he had that day. All right, that's going to wrap things up for All Sports Talk. No no All Sports Talk tomorrow. I'll be on with you on Monday. Lord willing, the creeks don't rise, as they say. Have a great rest of the evening. Oakland and CPA up on next on WGNS. All Sports Talk on News Radio. WGNS has been brought to you by State Farm agents Andy Woman, Bud Morris, and Deb Ensel. Chip Walters with Exit Realty, Bob Lamb and Associates. First Bank. Mike Tanzel with My Team Insurance, Parks Auction Company, Greg Hall with Hall's Auto Care, Steve Ruckert with RAI Advisors, Jennings and Ayers Funeral Hall, Creekside at Three Rivers Assisted Living, and Wayne Blair with Rayburn Insurance.